time now for Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Now, here's your host, Agri-News Director, Jim Smalley. The U.S. soybean ending stock estimate was unchanged in this morning's USDA supply demand report. The news caused a sharp drop in soybean futures initially, but there was a partial recovery late this morning. The USDA also held its soybean forecast steady at just over 2 billion bushels, despite brisk sales in January. That's because a larger South American soybean crop will be hitting the market in a few weeks. The forecast for Brazilian soybean production was unchanged at 104 million tons, with Argentina down 1.5 million to 55.5 million tons. Canola did not react to the news, with futures slightly above the early day price. The U.S. Department of Agriculture did lower ending stocks for wheat, citing a cut to harvest expectations in India and Kazakhstan. Global corn stocks were also lowered based on additional purchases by China. Patterson Agriculture had an invitation-only event for farmer customers in Yorkton yesterday. Shane Moore is Patterson Agriculture's Integrated Solutions Manager. This is our second event, and it's a, a four-hour nutrient stewardship event. Um, is sort of the, the theme to it. What we've discovered is that, that we want to educate our customers on on that total cycle. So from from technology, equipment to the manufacture of the product and the opportunities that they have for different um, product placement, timing, et cetera. Um, there's that for our nutrient stewardship is a pretty large umbrella. And we wanted to make sure that our customers and, and ourselves as a dealer are, are educated on, on what's available to us and to them and, and where do, do each of us fit in that cycle. Moore says the first clinic was held at Pattison Agriculture's Swift Current location and four more are planned prior to seating at other Pattison dealerships. Speakers at the clinics included representatives from John Deere, Alpine Liquid Fertilizer and Coke Fertilizer. The John Deere representatives updated the farmers attending on Deere's new 3G strategy. That's part of their JD Link communications, uh, machine communication, wireless machine communication virtually basically is what it is. And on that strategy, so for years... Um, it's been a, a fee for service, so basically a subscription was needed for for that 3G terminal that it's called to light up. Um, John Deere in January of this year announced that they are going to turn on every 3G terminal that is expired um, for free, and what that will do is allow machine service communication. So. Um, we'll be able to do remote or remote display access with the customer's machine. We'll be able to do um, some service updates through remote service advisor remote. We um, will be able to get alerts from those machines. Uh, the customers are able to see utilization of the machine and that sort of thing. So that's their, their new strategy to that. So pretty high-tech stuff. It, it is. It's really the way... We need to move as as an industry um, to gain efficiency. You know, we've we we've kind of struggled. We sort of hit. It seems like we've maybe hit a ceiling on our our ability to be efficient. You know, with, and I'll use seating as a perfect example. Um, our, our air drill carts have gotten huge, but now we when the cart got bigger, that allowed our customers just it allowed them to put more fertilizer per acre on. Didn't allow them more acres out of the day. So how do we? How do we become more efficient? And that's through this technology is where we're going to gain our efficiencies. Gene Moore is Pattison Agriculture's Integrated Solutions Manager. 
The Canadian Cattlemen's Association reports 27,346 samples were submitted to the National BSE Surveillance Program last year. Of all those tested samples, there were no positive BSE tests in 2016. The number of samples submitted for BSE testing increased 4% last year. The surveillance provides additional assurance to other countries that Canada should maintain its controlled risk status. CCA General Manager Rob McNabb says maintaining a credible level of BSC surveillance demonstrates Canada's control measures are effective. The most recent BSE case was two years ago in a 70-month-old purebred black Angus beef cow in Alberta. The cow was Canada's first BSE case to be born after the enhanced feed ban took effect in 2007. The Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association is gearing up for their 47th annual convention in Saskatoon later this month. It kicks off on February 28th and runs through March 2nd. Wheat Growers Executive Director Robin Spears says the convention delegates will hear from an excellent lineup of insightful speakers. Uh, we're going to have uh, yeah, a good, good list of speakers and tours, uh, kind of looking at the full agriculture value chain in, um, in Saskatchewan and in Western Canada. So good roster of folks, um, you know, from grain marketing to what's going on in transportation and what's going on uh, in plant and soil science. And of course, uh, there's so much activity happening in, in Saskatoon right now, there's uh, really no better place to, uh, to have the convention this year. Spears says one of the keynote speakers at the convention will be Dr. Robert Zubrin, a nuclear and astronomical engineer. He's a rocket scientist, so we were kind of joking, well, uh, farmers will learn about uh, grain marketing, uh, better grain marketing and rocket science at, uh, at our convention. Yeah, Dr. Zubrin, he's actually from Denver, Colorado. He's the uh, preeminent uh, Mars scholar, in fact, uh, wrote a book on, uh, on how we get to Mars, uh, works with NASA on some projects. But he's also, uh, he, you know, he's a scientist and he's an innovator, so he's talking about... Uh, how technology and innovation that's ultimately going to solve a lot of our issues and how there there remains a threat from anti-development activists out there today who are opposed to modern farming um, you know modern crop protection products modern seeds modern equipment um, that sort of thing so he's going to talk about you know the good news of, of farming uh, and uh, and where we're going and I think that'll be uh, that'll be an interesting keynote uh, at lunch on March 1st Spear says a big hit at the Western Growers Conventions are some of the tours they offer. It's winter, so we can't go and see any uh, research plots, but we've got uh, Dr. Kochian, who's the Canada Excellence Research Chair at the U of S, uh, and he works at the Global Institute for Food Security. So he's a world-leading authority on, uh, on soil science and plant science, so he'll be speaking. Um, but on the tours, yeah, we wanted to stick with that theme, uh, like our speakers, with the ag value chain uh, in Saskatchewan and what this means for farmers and our industry colleagues. So we're going to tour, uh, you know, Great Western Brewing. Uh, they're a good industry partner of ours and, of course, uh, a huge consumer of, uh, of barley and, uh, and in wheat, for that matter, uh, from Saskatchewan. Uh, there's also a craft distillery that's opened in Saskatoon, and they use, again, a lot of, a lot of rye and barley and, and wheat from, uh, from Saskatchewan. So we'll do some tours and tastings at the brewery and the distillery. And then the largest agriculture manufacturing plant in Canada is in Saskatoon, uh, the New Holland facility. So we're going to do a tour there and uh, see how they make drills and cedars and planters and uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of the farm equipment we, uh, we use here on the prairies. The federal carbon tax and the wheat growers' petition against the tax is bound to garner a lot of discussion at the wheat growers' convention. The petition has had, uh, you know, overwhelming success. Actually, we've had uh, over 4,000 farmers from Western Canada 
sign our petition uh, against uh, a carbon tax on farmers and food. Um, we still have that petition page up at carbontax.wheatgrowers.ca because, of course, throughout 2017, um, there's going to be a lot of discussion on, on how this is going to be implemented because we know that farmers are, in fact, sinking carbon. Um, they've got a great news environmental story today. So that's all positive, but if farmers are going to get taxed on fertilizer and inputs and hauling and all of that on the, on the front end and, and the back end for that matter, I mentioned we're touring a brewery and a distillery and and a and a factory. Um, those those create a lot of emissions as well, uh, and we don't want to uh, we don't want to punish them or hamstring them in their efforts to grow. The Trudeau government's Economic Advisory Council has identified agriculture as one of the sectors of our economy that has a considerable potential for growth. Spear says a carbon tax could inhibit the industry's ability to expand. Ag is a good news story. Uh, the whole sector, and it, it is going to be an economic driver for Canada. So we don't want to put our farmers and our industry at a competitive disadvantage. So we, uh, we've still got a lot of concerns there and, and uh, continue to work on that issue. For more information on the Wheat Growers 47th Annual Convention in Saskatoon and registration details, visit wheatgrowers.ca slash events. The Market Update on The Source, 620 CKRM. Grain prices were mixed in early trading this morning. Canola is up a dollar twenty to four eighty-eight sixty-two. Number one red spring wheat is also up forty-five cents to two hundred thirty-six dollars thirty-one cents. Oats are down a dollar nineteen to one seventy-one seventy-six. Feed wheat is down eleven dollars to one thirty-six forty-eight. The rest were unchanged. Durham two eighty-one thirty-six. Feed barley one thirty-four fourteen. Flax four eighty-four fifty-five. And yellow peas also unchanged at three hundred twelve dollars. The livestock report on the source six twenty CKRM. And now here is the latest livestock quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of February 7th. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.87 cents to $0.97. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.70 cents to $0.85. Cents. And good butcher bulls sold from $1 to $1.20. We had a feeder sale here in Weyburn on Monday, and we sold over 2,800 head. 400 to 450 pound steers averaged $2.26 and sold up to $2.34. 450 to 500 pound steers averaged two dollars and seven cents and sold up to two dollars and thirty four cents. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged two dollars and six cents and sold up to two dollars and fourteen cents. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged a dollar ninety eight and sold up to two dollars and eight cents. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged a dollar eighty eight and sold up to two dollars and four cents. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $1.79 and sold up to $1.98. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $1.67 and sold up to $1.78. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $1.60 and sold up to $1.63. And good steers over 900 pounds averaged $1.47 and sold up to $1.61. Heifers are about 25 to 30 cents back from the steers. Some of the highlights from the sale were a group of 550-pound tan steers at $2.08 a pound, a group of 600-pound tan steers at $2 a pound, a group of 650-pound tan steers at $1.98 a pound, a group of 700-pound tan steers at $1.78 a pound, a load of 800-pound exotic steers at $1.63 a pound, and a load of 900-pound exotic steers at $1.61 a pound. This is been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. 
This is the Hams Market Commentary for Thursday, February 9th. Hams sold 5,500 hogs Wednesday, selling in a range of 167 to 169 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,000 head, selling in a range of 169 to 171 per CKG. Number one sows delivered to Winnipeg this week are selling in the range of 48 to $64 per CKG live weight. Cash hogs today are called steady to higher, while lean hogs are trading lower and the Canadian dollar is up 12 basis points, trading at 0.7615 cents US. Cash hogs yesterday were up $1.41 per hundred weight, while the cutout was down 15 cents per hundred weight. Packer margins are currently estimated at $30 per head black. Hog supply is trending higher, approximately 4% from year-ago levels, and prices of both hogs and pork have realized gains of about 8%. This suggests that demand is exceptional, with recent data showing December pork exports up 18% over the previous year. Jim Smalley's Agri-Weather on The Source, 620 CKRM. Some snow today mixed with ice pellets this afternoon. Wind north-southeast rather at 20 kilometers an hour, gusting to 40, reaching a high of minus 10 but feeling like minus 30 with the wind chill. Snow ending near midnight tonight, then cloudy with the risk of some freezing rain this evening with the temperature rising to plus 2 by the morning. A mix of sun and cloud tomorrow, wind northwest at 30 kilometers an hour, gusting to 50, cooling off again with the temperature falling to minus 10 in the afternoon with a low of minus 13. Clearing on Saturday, high minus 4, low minus 7. Sunday, sunshine and a high of 0 and a low of minus 5. Back to work Monday, high plus 3 with sunshine and a low of minus 7. The normal high this time of year is minus 8. Normal lows around minus 20. The sun rose at 820 this morning and will set at 605 this evening. Taking a quick look around the province right now, Saskatoon minus 16, Prince Albert minus 20, Swift Current minus 10, Estevan and Weyburn are both sitting at minus 18, Yorkton is minus 17. Moose Jaw right now, cloudy skies, the winds from the southeast at 18 kilometers an hour and it's minus 13. Here in Regina, we're seeing some drifting snow, the wind from the southeast at 32 kilometers an hour, we're also sitting at minus 18. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. For Jim Smalley, I'm Drew Posty.